What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is, I think, the 15th show of uh, 2019, and I thought today we'd take a look at the major themes of 2019 and begin peeking ahead to 2020 uh, with, of course, an understanding of what we've actually been going through here in 2019 and try to make it under better understood. Uh, in terms of what astrology has to say about these major themes and, and experiences we're going through and watching what's happening on the news and all that. Uh, I just want to also start off by apologizing to all of you who were tuning in a few weeks ago. I guess it was a month ago now. I've been so busy with other things that I haven't been on the air, um, and that's just for me to deal with, but still. Um, but I was in the last show doing a whole show and looking at the computer screen for reading charts and what have you, and then turned to the the screen for the program and, and and realized nobody was on the air listening and it turned out that the mic on the program module here was muted for me but I was talking through my phone here with calling on Skype into the program so at least the show is recorded but nobody could hear it live so I apologize for that but I've been very careful now realizing that both microphones are on <laughs> so that I'm both recording here and transmitting to you. Uh, so this shouldn't be the problem today. And I do see many of you holding on there and I will come to you callers as soon as I do a little bit of my uh, my chat or talk for today. So, um, but and again, I just want to say if you any of you want to reach me um, for questions in a more personal way, um, you can certainly call me directly or email me to set up a session. And of course, today, if when you call in, just give me your name. And if you're calling about yourself, of course, your date and place and time of birth, if you have that, if you want me to talk about your chart, or if you have some other thing you want to talk about in general, we certainly can address that as well, whatever whatever you wish to do. Um, so, so rather than spending too much time uh, with all this, let's get on to what I want to talk about today or what I think we want to cover today. And just to sort of step back again and, and not be so caught up in the weeds of what's going on, but what are the overarching things that are affecting the planet right now? And and just to reiterate, what are the the way we astrologers look at this is in a very hierarchical way uh, in looking at the three outer planets as being these instruments of what I would call long wave or evolutionary forces. Um, and those three being moving out from Earth here, Uranus, the first one, beyond Saturn being the planet that rules what I call freer minds. Um, it's the planet of liberation, individualization, it's, which is now moving to the sign of Taurus from 2018 to 2026. Um, the next planet out would be Neptune, which again is sort of a counter influence to Uranus. If Uranus is about us becoming ever more an individual, Neptune is the counterpoint and necessarily balance that to us, us all realizing they're all part of one great life one great force, I would call it love, that is fundamentally what spirit is in, in, this con in this level, and therefore we're all one or meant to be one with one another, so it's about unconditional love, and that planet quite poignantly right now is marching through its own sign of Pisces from 2011 to 2026 as well, like Uranus. They're both finished their, their transits of these signs at the same time, the same year, um, and of course Neptune hasn't been in the sign Uranus gets around about every 84 years, but Neptune takes 170 years to get around. So it hasn't been in the sign of Pisces since the 1840s and 50s. Um, and then Pluto, the outermost planet, the one we keep talking about all the time, because it's the major driver, as I see it, in terms of many developmental themes in the world, and certainly now, it's the planet that deals with if we're all individuals and we're all connected to each other in terms of being part of one substance form, spirit and unconditional love, we also have this need to have our own presence be acknowledged and, and centered within a space, our own space, and we need centered wills to accomplish that and not use our will against others or to impress upon others, but 
to maintain self-control and encourage others to take control. And from doing that, then we can willingly join together to make change in the world. And Pluto it drives that story in terms of transformation through the will. Then you get to the mid-level of what we call crystallizing energies, mid-wave cycles. And that's Saturn lining up with these three planets, Saturn with Uranus, Saturn with Neptune, and Saturn with Pluto. And Saturn right now, as you all may remember, is moving through its own sign also of Capricorn from late 2017 and moves into Aquarius, begins its dance into Aquarius all during 2020, but will go back and forth out and finally arrive there to stay for the next couple of years on December 17th, 2020. And then we have this shorter wave phenomena, short wave in the sense that Jupiter gets around, not like Saturn in 29 years, but every 12 years, Saturn, Jupiter gets around the solar system roughly. And it's in Sagittarius now, its own sign, from November 18 till December 2nd, 2019. And then it goes into Capricorn, joining Saturn there, uh, from 2019 until December 19th, 2020. So Jupiter goes into Aquarius um, then from December 2020 and moves into Pisces in 21, but not to stay until December 2021. Okay, um, so what can we understand about these major aspect or cycle indicators? Well, the big one, of course, let's start with Pluto again. It continues to move through Capricorn. And as I've pointed out many times now, since the mid 2000s or earlier, this was going to be a time that brought about the deconstruction of all old institutional orders. And whether that be understanding that everything humans do is to meet our needs and we form these in a spontaneous way, but then institutionalize or structure these things so they're better met and carried out. So whether we're talking about the institution of the family or community organizations, or local and state governance, or corporate institutions, on up to national and even transnational systems. All of these systems in the world are being challenged now by Pluto timing this because the world that was is now coming undone. It's being broken because a new world is emerging, much like it did in the 1500s and the 1700s. And just like then as now, People thought their world was ending. It truly was, because a new world was coming. And what got us to here couldn't get us to there. And so we had to go through these breaking downs and reconstitution. And there are, as I say, and said repeatedly now, there are three major actors, I guess, always on the stage of history. But they're obviously very active at a time like this. There are the people who are the destroyers, who come in to smash the systems, break them down, reveal their rot, reveal that they don't work for all of us to see quite plainly. And so they serve. And there are those who are mightily trying to preserve and protect and keep things working because we don't want to have nothing and no one. We want to make sure that there is something in place. And so there are many who are trying to preserve and protect and, and reform the existing structures. And they should and must do their, their role. And there are those who are the inventors, the creators, the bringer of the new world who are caught bringing about through whether social, new social forms of organization and new technical uh, discoveries, the new world we're moving into. So all are acting uh, at this time in, in various capacities. Meanwhile, the second planet uh, in from Pluto now, the planet beyond Uranus and between Pluto and Uranus is the planet Neptune, which is meant to bind things together in terms of universalities, in terms of love, unconditional love. It's moving through its own sign right now, which has the effect, as it has had before, of dissolving more than ever before the boundaries between various entities and realms of the world, which is bringing about both for individuals greater lucidity and inclusiveness and inspiration, more clairvoyance, more intuitional experiences. But it's equally prompting the rise of ever greater illusion and confusion and many more great deceptions in the world as well. It's not the fault of Neptune or Pluto for that matter. They're just instruments revealing to us what this time is about. 
it is up to each person in terms of their own spiritual development to understand what's happening and to work with these energies as best they can. Um, and so Neptune would inspire those who have a, a certain alignment spiritually. It might lead others to pursue a path of, of victimhood or dissolution or escapism or fantasy or deception if they were more negatively charged by, by predisposition to begin with. It doesn't cause anything but it does elicit certain things by its actions. And then Uranus finally is moving through Taurus now, which is adding to this symphony by shaking up the world for this period from again, 20, um, 2018 to 2026, because it's, it's shaking up the world of values of what is valuable and where does value come from and how do we understand and work with these values in our life have, has, needs to be re-examined and, and transformed at this point. And the last time this happened for Uranus and Taurus was in 1935 to 42, and before that was 1851 to 59, and before that was 1768 to 75. In each of these periods, there was a great ferment in values and struggles over value that led to great uh, discoveries and changes, but also great conflicts as well. Uh, ensuing from that. Well, then if we look at the major cycle that we've been caught up most recently of these long-wage evolutionary forces of Uranus and Neptune and Pluto, the big one that's been happening here for us, Pluto's always in the background doing things. So while Pluto is moving through Capricorn, and it continues to be the fundamental driver and reason, I would say, of spiritual change now, adding to this spiritual transformation from 2016 into 2019 has been the next great moment in the 170 year long cycle of Uranus and Neptune. That is that it's the second of the three long wave evolutionary cycles and their particular meaning and message is about the ever unfolding and shifting balance that we experience between the development of individuality, which is Uranus and community, which is Neptune or what I like to call freer minds versus unconditional love. I would argue that throughout history, there have been moments within any culture and between many cultures where one of these was more dominant or held greater influence than the other. Of course, in truth or in spiritual truth, each of them can only exist and be meaningfully experienced and exercise in balance and coordination with the other. Both are necessary and they are both necessary to one another. The extremes of communalism deny the specialness of the individual, but the mass or group and the mass or group is extinguishing their fires of selfhood. But the extremes of individualism destroy all community, leading to like a Hobbesian world of every person just for themselves, a state of permanent war of all against all. These are the extremes, of course. These cycle, this cycle runs, as do all, from conjunction to conjunction, from when they, the Uranus catches up to Neptune and begins a new cycle. And it last did this in 1993. The previous conjunction was 1821. I like to see or say that what emerged in 1821, after the defeat of Napoleon's dream of an empire of Europe, was the modern world as we came to know it, of really capitalism versus socialism, of the right against the left. And that, that ordering from 1820s ended in 1993. Two worlds or civilizations, one of which extolled the virtues of individuality and one of communality. Of course, each had it both mixed up within them. There's no one pure system, of course, but each held one as the truer ideal. So this all ended, and many claimed, in fact, at that time, that history had ended. <laughs> That's kind of nice. In the early 1990s, as the Soviet system and the Eastern European countries abandoned communism. But what we really were at was the beginning of a new order. But being that we were just in it, we could not know or name it at all yet. So it just unfolded, and a new dynamic of the playing out of individuality and communality came into being. And that is where we are now. In this period, 
of 2016-19, Uranus is pulled far enough away from Neptune to form their first major cycle moment. There's new moons, the conjunction, and full moons, and half moons, which are the squares, and all these different moments, which are divisions of the circle by a number. And then we are reached now what's called the first cycle moment. It'd be like a crescent moon. It's called the waxing semi-square. And so when we first, and it's when we first become truly aware that something very powerful has happened and is now being revealed to us more fully. And what we're seeing now is the dynamic tension between that which exists in the world that we thought we left behind um, and the world we're moving into. But, but because what is true is that we didn't leave anything behind because this world is made of you and I and we carry all these echoes, all this karma, and that is ever present and we need to keep to work out to answer this question. We need to understand these energy forms in some deeper way. We're again at a new statement trying to be made about how we serve both the needs of the individual and the needs of the many. But right now, that's a deeply struggle, a deep struggle and a question for the world. So what I would say is that what drives spirit's self-unfoldment always is this dynamic tension in every part of creation, in every being and particle of it, is this. On, on the one hand, everything needs and is to be an individual, a unique spark of the divine formed and informed by what I like to call its own quintessence. Yet all of these individuals, all of us ones, are also part of the one in spirit. And so we must also fundamentally be indivisible from one another. See that whoever and whatever is before me is me. And to harm it or to harm any other is equally to harm myself. And until we get to that point truly, we're still going to have some measure of hell on earth, which is what we have. This is one of the great and unfolding mysteries of creation, the ever-shifting balance and the need to hold together and find a balance between the one and the many. In this struggle of individuals who feel that, it is this struggle, really, of individuals who feel that they do not belong, forming now into groups against those whom they see as not treating them as equal, as being an individual of equality too. They do not wish to be part of the whole, which they see as their enemy. So whether it's a populism of the left or from the right, each is seeking to redress the wrongs they see being the result of an existing system that does not work for them or no longer works for them at all. The struggle between various spheres is evident between, in, in certainly in many countries, between the rural and the city, between one ethnicity or culture and another. The balance and fairness of the bonds that hold us together enough, but support and free each of, each of us of enough is not there. Rather than being one story or one narrative of what happened and what is happening, each person and each group or tribe or region is forming its own bubble of reality combined that with that Neptunian influence of illusion and dreams and fantasy. And so we are unable to hear or understand one another. Even when we're speaking plainly to one another, we think what that other person or group hears is not the same. Whether in the USA with the Democrats versus the Republicans or in Great Britain with Brexit and whether they're going to leave or stay, the leavers and the stayers, with protests now sweeping through Iraq and Iran and Lebanon and throughout the Middle East or revolts in South America and Chile or Peru or in Hong Kong, it's all the same. It's all the same universal struggle to redress the imbalances locally and globally throughout this world between individualism and communism, and these struggles are at a fever pitch. What are we to do? Well, there is a new world coming, and it surely cannot come soon enough, it seems right now. One signal event that's coming in 2020 is the next great alignment of Jupiter and Saturn in the sign of Aquarius. This particular conjunction is actually called one of the great mutations. 
It happens about every 200 years um, and goes through a series of mutations, four of them, as we move from alignments of Jupiter and Saturn in fire, earth, air, and water. Since 1842, Jupiter and Saturn have aligned in Earth. And beginning here in 2020, in December 2020, they begin aligning in the element of air for the next over 200 years, or 200 years, so 2219. This is certainly an indicator that a new kind of energy form is going to become more dominant on the planet, moving away from materialism and focus on materiality, which is what Earth would do, and it's been quite a run with Earth. We could argue for how we've become so productive and yet so destructive of Earth. And now we are moving into a realm where we become, as I say, move into an ethereal realm, the air realm of thought and idea and true reason and understanding should become more dominant themes for the next couple of hundred years. So Saturn will move into Aquarius in 2020. And Jupiter will join it there in December 2020, and it'll be one sign of the beginning of a new age for us all. There are other changes coming as well, uh, smaller changes and larger changes that are, that, are, that are evident on the planet, but we will not be out of this influence of the creative destruction of Pluto as I said, until we get to the later part of the 2020s, 2024, and also see these shifts of both Uranus and Neptune moving on to different signs as well. So there's not like one shift that's indicated here or one change that's ahead. It's a series of alignments that are coming that will bring about the changes that we will be making and need to be the, the actual vehicles and instruments of, but the wind and the weather is going to change once again. Um, Okay, well, I, I hope that gives us some reason for hope and optimism that, yes, though when you're in a certain situation or time, it seems like it's going to be forever. And I can't tell you how many times people come to me and all they think is, well, this has been my life. It'll always be my life. And I say, well, it's been your life since this point. But these are times that things are changing. And your life as you've known it will not be what it is very, very shortly. And that gives people great comfort and hope. And of course, it happens. Um, but while we're in a time, it seems like that's it. There is no other. Um, but of course, things will change and hopefully things will get better. Okay, with that in mind, I see many of you holding on here and I wasn't able to talk to you weeks ago. So I should try to do my best to accommodate you all here. So let me turn to uh, one of the people, I'll try to go in order from how, what I see how long you've been holding on here. So let me pick up this first caller and see who's here. So um, I'm calling on you. Uh, and um, who do Hi. we have? Hi, who's this? This is Deanna. How Hi. are you? Hi, Deanna. Nice how are you? Again. Good to see. Good to hear from you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm... Yeah, I, I was wondering, Bill, since you have so many people, when is my next favorable conjunction insofar as my work and also moving again to a more stable, supportive environment. Okay. Um, well, there, I mean, what's beautiful for us all <laughs> today, tomorrow, um, is this is the day that Venus has come across Jupiter here in, in 20, uh, November 24th, 2019. So we'll all see that tonight, and we'll all see tonight as the if we want to go out and look um, just as the sun has set. I do. Okay, if it's clear, go out tonight, and it's been building up for the last few nights, but today is the exact day when the planet Venus, the planet of the lesser benefic, we call it, and Jupiter, the greater benefic, have aligned. And we should find um, that the, it's like a sign the heavens. Many have argued that this is one of the alignments that may have been occurring the time of many great events and, and circumstances of a blessing for the planet. So there's this blessing today for all of us to share in, I suppose. But in terms of your own particular chart, that that alignment, that that conjunction occurred in your fourth house of home and family and security. So it is planting a seed of that energy there for you as we speak. And so that is certainly something to to hold to here. Um, I would I would hope and believe that before Jupiter exits your fourth house, which it will do by around the third or fourth of December, um, hopefully it will leave a parting gift to you of greater security and stability in terms of your home life and living circumstances. That's 
what could be hoped for here. And work. And well, work th that and would certainly work. work would certainly be something that I think your your lifestyle and your work style situation is is going to change more dramatically as we go into twenty. Uh, 20 because that's when then Saturn is going to move into your sixth house of work which it rules because you've got Capricorn on your sixth house of work and that certainly indicates a very great set of changes taking place in your lifestyle and your work style should be happening as as this year begins and the new year begins okay and I work for the greatest institution in this country too which is so the government. The government. Oh, the government. Well, <laughs> yes. <they> give you, <laughs> you know, I know. We, 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 we. Um, it is. It is. We all depend upon it in many, many ways. We don't even understand. Uh, and and most people, both inside or outside of government, I say we're good people and do our jobs and and want to do right by one another. But certainly, it seemed like many people are having um, great difficulties in either. Trusting whether local or state or or federal other agencies to do their jobs properly, but most people do the work the best they can and fulfill their duties and obligations as they should. And without that, none of us would be having a very good life here at all. Um, it's it's it, but one, but it, one but it, last thing. Sure. Yeah. I love that bubble of reality. Yeah. And in my bubble of reality, you always talk about the progress moon. If it doesn't take too long, can you tell me where my progress moon is right now? Right now, your, pro just, your, your progress moon I right will. now is right there at about 12, almost 13 degrees of Capricorn. So it's that's why it's got about another roughly 10 months to go before it gets into your sixth house of health and healing. Um, but certainly it's, it's it, and, and it, when it does so, it's going to be coming to the progressed new moon in your chart a few months after that when the moon catches up to your sun so there's all these indications of a really new life and kind of life coming for you in 2020 okay thank you very much i want to keep on listening I'm okay i'll just you okay i'll just put you on mute okay thank you happy thanksgiving <laughs> happy to you okay you. okay Okay, uh, let's see who this is. This is Bill. Who's this? Hi, this is Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Have you I, called I before? I check on a relationship. Have you called before? I've never called before. Oh, okay. Then, then um, no. uh, let me let me get your name. So it's Kimberly. And what's your birth date, Kimberly? Four fifteen seventy one. Okay. 1571. And do you know what time? 9.23 a.m. And the place? Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. All right. And you've had your chart done before? Or have no. you? No. Never? Oh, okay. Well, let me just tell you. Not, you know who you are, but I'm going to tell you who you are astrologically. <laughs> you are... You are okay. an, you're an Aries, as you know, with your moon in Sagittarius. And with 9.23 a.m., you just made it with Gemini rising. Um, if you'd been born at 9.24, you'd have Cancer rising. That'd be a very different sort of energy oh. form. So if you're Gemini rising, you have many questions. <laughs> <laughs> and you oh, yeah. and you will never stop asking questions <laughs> uh and you'll stay lively and and curious and 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 thirsty for information your entire life it it makes a person young at heart so it's a nice thing so it's good okay so you want to know about relationship in general or about a particular relationship right now um I have someone's birthday, if you could see if this is going anywhere. Okay. Um, just give me, I'll just put a person, and just per, put person here, or relationship. I'll put relationship. I don't need to know their name. What's their birth date? 5-12-77. And do you know the time of birth for them? No. Okay. And so when we don't have a time of birth, we just use noon because it gives us within 12 hours of getting it. Do you know approximately where they're born, what city or state? Nashua, New Hampshire. Okay, good. So what we do is we just do what's called a solar chart, which gives us 
the planetary placements but doesn't give us a house structure that's fine um, and just let me take a look at who this person is on their own merits they of course are a Taurus with their moon in Pisces um, and let's see um, there are someone who typically with their Venus and their Mars in Aries, Venus is rules Taurus and it's, it's your approach to value, beauty and love and Mars is desire. Venus and Mars Aries people are very quick usually to fall in love, but they also, um, once they have somebody, then they want their freedom and independence too. It's kind of a weird thing. It's like, wait a minute, you were pursuing me, but how come you're not pursuing me? It's because they have you already. Um, <laughs> but so they enjoy the chase sometimes. Um, but then once they have a person, they want a space of independence and freedom in that space, which can be, can be worked out to varying degrees, but it's sometimes confusing to those who don't know what's happening. Um, of course, you are an Aries, um, and given that their Venus is an Aries, and for a person, what they want is their Venus, so you fit what they want. Um, you're a very fiery person, um, which is fine, making you very idealistic and, and all that. They're, they have a bit of fire, too, but they are fundamentally an earthy type, being a Taurus and that watery moon, so you two come into relationship of difference of speaking of different language and have to translate for one another to understand each other fully, um, I would argue, in a relationship. And that could be great if we can cross those boundaries and build those bridges. It's amazing, um, but it makes it a little more challenging or difficult. Um, you, I mean, in a way, part of you with your, your Venus is in Pisces, so you want a relationship that is very romantic and and very spiritual. And the fact that their moon is in Pisces could promote that for the two of you. But it would also seem to me that for me, this person, um, because of certain alignments in their chart, there is something about the struggle in relationship in terms of control uh, that they deal with. Um, they're drawn to a passion experience, but then it's a struggle for control, maintaining control, that they have to be careful they don't we all need to have self-control, but we don't want to be controlling or be controlled. And that's the struggle that they experience at times in relationships. So they might, they might overstep a boundary or, or, or get fearful when actually there's nothing to be afraid of because they feel they're losing control or something like that will be something to be watchful for here. Okay. Um, okay. And is there any particular thing going in the relationship right now that you need to understand or is that helping to make it understandable so far i would have to move out of state to be with the person pursue this further yeah yes okay okay so I, I wasn't sure whether we're pursuing um well for let me look at since you have a real chart for you let me just look at the timing of your chart to see what's going on here right now um because i was just looking at your chart in terms of anything what your general indications are not specific to now. Um, mm -hmm. You have in 2020 um, that planet Neptune, the planet of illumination, but uh, and dreams, but 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 uh, fantasy and disillusionment or delusion, else equally if not handled well, going over your Moon and Venus next year. Now, one could argue on the one hand that means. One of the most romantic and magical moments of your life could happen in 2020, everything else being equal. But it also could be a time when you are so confused and the boundaries are so unclear. I don't know what I'm really doing or dealing with here. And things are not what they seem, which, what does that mean? It could be better than it seems or worse than it seems, but I have no way of knowing at this time. Likewise, the planet Pluto, the one I was speaking about earlier, the planet of power and will and control, it's going over your sun next year. And so it's going to be a, a very, it's going to be a two year period of 2020 and 21 for you to deal with your own integrity and maintaining self-control and not letting yourself be pulled or pushed around by others, but equally incumbent upon you is to not use your power or desire to force something upon another. 
you're facing a test of control in 2020 into 21. So certainly something big has been stirred up here and is brewing in your life. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and per, perhaps this, maybe something else is certainly uh, part of that. Cause obviously it's a fundamental change to decide to, to uproot oneself and move to be with another hoping and crossing one's fingers is all going to go well. Um, and making that huge change of yourself for them to be with them. Um, and all I would be doing for any client at with this kind of energy that you're dealing with is throwing out that warning to you that um, it, it, it will be a test of faith. It will be a test of your self-control and power, but it could work out well, everything else being equal, if this is a good person and we don't let our fears um, get in the way of our connecting to one another. Um, so with that in mind, that's always the enemy fear. Um, otherwise, we just keep repeating things because we can't break free of them. If you could get the person's time of birth, I could be a little more specific about them and what they're going through, too. But um, I think okay. I, I think you have something to work with here. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Kimberly. Nice to talk to you. Call again. Okay. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, who else has been holding here a while? Um, I think you have been, caller. Who is this? This is Bill. Hello? Hi. Hello? Yes, hi. Hi. Who's this? Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking my call, Bill. My name is Tanika. I'm calling from New York. Okay. I think we've spoken, right? You do sound familiar. Yeah. Hi. In the past. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Okay. What can I? I help? wanted to know. If, um, I wanted to know if you could take a look at a uh, look at my chart and see what you see coming up for me. I was in sort of well seeing someone, um, and it just seems like he just doesn't. I don't know if he's a cheater or if he just doesn't care about me anymore or if it's in the stars that we may end up back together. But we were seeing each other recently and um, I had asked him about loyalty and he kind of like, like last week we were texting and I asked him about that and he kind of like dropped off the planet since then. So I was just wondering <laughs> if you could like take a look at like what is up? Like should I just let him go? Like if he's just a bad seed or if you see something for okay. us. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we did have... It was a weird few weeks. I don't know how many other people experience weirdness with Mercury retrograde. I had many people calling me saying, what the heck is going on? And and it was true. It was quite an mm -hmm. eventful Mercury retrograde because it was in Scorpio, which deals with these very powerful issues that we cannot and don't take lightly, which is all about union and commitment or separation and loss, death and rebirth. It's stuff that really sort of hits us hard, the deepest areas of our life. Uh, we all want to be connected and we're all feeling fearing rejection. And those are the themes stirred up all that period from October 31st to November 20th. So, and again, it's, there's an after effect. There's a pre, pre sort of shadow, pro shadowing, foreshadowing of it. And we're in the post shadow period of it till December. So we're all been shook up by this. And it was definitely going through your second house uh, for the most part, which is your house of values and sense of self-worth and things of that nature was definitely being stirred up by all this stuff during this period. So that, no matter what or who you were with at any time, uh, that would have been a, what you would have been bringing to anything in your life in that period. So that certainly was in the mix here. But more deeply, given your own true chart as well, um, we know that we probably spoke about this before, that this, that what I was just talking about with that previous caller, Neptune, which is moving through Pisces, is and you've got Virgo rising, so you've got Pisces on your seventh house. The doorway to your house of relationship is Pisces. And Neptune has parked itself at that doorway all this year, which means certainly this is a year of magic and mystery and illumination and just amazing experiences in potential relationships or existing ones. But mixed in is all this confusion, misunderstanding, and what's really going on here. And it's, it's you're in an altered universe. And by definition, an astrologer would tell you, you can't know what's going on right now. 
it is a test of your faith. But it's first a faith in yourself and saying, I need to get out of this wanting to see something or afraid I'm going to see something and try to look at things as if I was an outside objective observer coming to a friend and giving them advice about something. Because if I'm trying to see it for myself, I can't see it. And so because we get in our way, we want something to happen or we're afraid something's going to happen. And therefore, we filter the experience accordingly. Um, but because we're going through this time of greater vulnerability and t possibility of confusion or deception, we may, in unbeknownst to ourselves, attract someone who fits that bill and who is that way. And so it is possible that it's not you <laughs> or it's not only you going through this experience. It's you may have attracted someone who is unable for whatever reason at this time to be as forthright and direct with you regarding themselves and their intentions. So which comes first or second doesn't matter. The end result for you is Tanika, if you were certain and clear and totally assured about a relationship right now, I'd be telling you, really? Because I don't think so, Tanika. <laughs> but if you are full of doubts and confusion and things are not clear to me, you're in that right space. That doesn't make it a comfortable space. All you can do is do whatever you can to eliminate the doubt and confusion. And I would certainly say that texting won't do it or even even a uh, phone call won't do it. We have to be in another person's presence and read the body language and the tone in their voice and the look in their eye and go back and forth in signs and signals to one another to see who is really here with me now. Nothing between me and them to understand what's really going on. Because the levels of misunderstanding that mount up with all these intermediaries between us and another person um, whether it be a phone call or, or even writing or whatever, certainly texting, whatever, just doesn't work. I mean, it's useful for certain things, but not for real understanding. And so we're human. We've been doing this for millions of years. We didn't text. <laughs> we, we were standing next to one another and talking and experiencing the energies that flow back and forth. Uh, if that can't happen right now, then you have to wait until there's an opportunity to see what's really going on here. But right now, it's going to be inherently confusing. I mean, you're, as you know, you're a triple Virgo. And Virgos are clear. <laughs> they are so clear and so precise. And things make so much sense, for the most part, right? And yet you are fundamentally mm -hmm. in a time right now where you are in a fog, and especially in a fog when it comes to relationships. So be grateful that it's not my normal state of being, but it's, in, it's the state you're in right now. And all you can do is take concrete measured steps to try to clear the clouds by having clear immediate contact with that person to see what's up. Okay? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know, and if it can't happen, then you have to wait. That's why I say, okay, it, maybe they'll come back to me. Maybe it's going to come back. They're not ready. Um, and that means I'm not, I'm, they're not ready for me. I'm not ready then if they're not ready. Um, but meanwhile, um, you, you, you need to sort of do whatever you can to remove doubt and un misunderstanding here about what's going on. He is a Scorpio and his Venus is in Sagittarius and, um, like we, like I said, we were seeing each other, but I don't. I think he might be like a disloyal type of person, or I don't know. It well, seemed like we were a great match, but I don't know. You know, if maybe he was just using, or if he really felt something. Well, for you me, know, or yeah, if he's right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people can pull away for various reasons. I mean, many, 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 many times, since Scorpio's greatest longing is union, and their greatest fear is rejection unbeknownst to even Scorpios that they're doing this to themselves, they often reject or pull away first so they don't get hurt. They're doing it. They're not acting out of spite or malice. They're acting out of fear. Most people do bad things to themselves and others because they're afraid, not because they're bad. Not that fear isn't bad, but it's just a quality. And so basically it's not a rejection of you. They're rejecting you before you reject them. Of course, you're thinking, I wasn't going to reject you, but that's not what's in their head, okay? So they're trying to protect themselves. By doing that, they hurt themselves and the other. 
And their lesson in life is to learn not to do that. That's true for all of us have Scorpio somewhere in our chart. So we all have that lesson somewhere in our psyche. But for Scorpios, it's their lesson. Okay, so that doesn't mean you shouldn't take it personally, of course, <laughs> but you but you can understand it may not be uh, this person really rejecting me as much as they're afraid. They may have sensed, oh, my God, this can happen. Oh, my God, I, this won't happen. They pull away as opposed to like going into it that makes them pull away. Um, opposite of what most of us would do in that moment where it seems like it's possible to connect more deeply. They may pull away out of fear. Okay. Mm -hmm. that's why I would approach them if I do with that understanding that here I've got like a skittish horse and I don't want to make them run away frightened. I want to reassure them it's safe to get closer. I'm not going to hurt you. And then they might not hurt me, but that's, that requires real contact to make that happen. Okay. 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 Well, it's good to talk to you again and do call again. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Okay. Best of Thank luck you. to you. Sure. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see, another caller who's been holding far too long. Here's Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill, it's Nathaniel calling in. How are you doing? My birthday's uh, uh, May 1st, 1957. Okay, do I have you already, Nathaniel? Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, um, no, no, I admit it. I, let me, let me get your first Sorry. name. It's okay. okay. I got to get into the program and put your name in. Okay, now your birth date, Nathaniel. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. May, May 1st, May 1st. 1957. Okay. And do you have a time? 7.36 a.m. over in Orange, California. Orange, California. I was a twin. And my twin was born my, my twin was born about seven minutes earlier. Okay. But passed away 54 days after birth, if that matters. Oh, no. But, yeah, uh, of course, that so, matters. But astrologically, yeah. uh, you know, that's, I mean, yeah. so you're seven minutes later. Um so they still would have been eight minutes. So have you ever had your chart done before? So he was first. Right, right. So, so. Yes, so, I got the first. Uh, yeah. I got the first. Uh, the, the first four planets in the twelfth house, and yeah. I got a moon in Gemini. And yes, you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've you've got yeah, your Taurus. Your Taurus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Taurus with the Gemini moon, Gemini rising, Mars rising in Gemini. So yeah, your your brother more likely than not, like it, some planets would have changed positions here, but more or less the same chart. But there would have been a difference. Um, but anyways, what what are you what are you calling about today, Nathaniel? What do you want to talk about? Well, I just uh, maybe be changing jobs, looking for a girlfriend and a new job, kind of here maybe. A, I have colon cancer, and I just had my first round of chemotherapy, so I don't know uh, wow. what you think here. And wow. I don't know. I moved into a new place about four and a half months ago on on uh, July 14th, and I'm not sure how it's going or, you know, so. Okay. Well, I mean, in terms of ongoing developmental energies in a chart, the, the two things that most astrologers will take a look at to say, okay, this is what's happening for this person right now. This is where the energies are being focused is what's called the progress moon, which for you for almost two years now has been progressing through Virgo, which interestingly is the sign of health and healing and making adjustments in lifestyle and work and diet and health. Basically, um, when, when that moon's in Virgo, it's a time for healing one way or the other. Um, and that means a time of, okay, I see my lifestyle and what it has led to and the way I've been working and living and either it's sustainable and working and I can keep sustaining it or it's got to change. So really beginning in early 2018 and through 2019 here, running until May, 2020, this whole period for you, Nathaniel, is a period of healing. Okay. And that's on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, yeah. and, and a time where you would take take by choice or by by force, take necessary steps to anything put, else. I, well, that's that that's that's the major thing. Hello? So, hello, are you oh. there? Am I? I'm not busy. Are you hearing me? 
Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, yeah, I, I, okay. I couldn't hear you for about 10 seconds, but I can hear you now. Okay, well, yeah, that, that does happen sometimes in this, these internet connections. They drop and oh. then they come back. So that's, I'm glad to know that you, you, yeah. didn't, you know, didn't lose you completely. But yeah, that, that has happened before. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so yes, okay. you're, so that moon in, in Virgo for these this whole period is certainly setting the, the tone for your period here of being fundamentally, this is a time when I hear, I'm here to make my life make sense to be healed, to make go through an adjustment, to change my work and life and living conditions. That's what it's for. Um, but also, and, and it changed It changed also in this period, just in the last few months, um, your moon left the fourth house of home and family and foundations and where you live and how you live into the fifth house, which now says now where you need to stretch yourself is in terms of leadership, creativity and moving on to a new stage of acting in the world, whether as a leader or creator in your life or your work, it's time to stretch yourself into a new role now. Um, so that would imply that you're moving into a new stage of self-realization. That's what this period coming up is for also. So the healing will continue. We're always healing. You could argue, but the focus on healing will continue for the next six, seven months. But now you've also entered this period where I need to stretch myself and see if I can do this uh, and go into something new here for my own greater self-realization and self-satisfaction. Okay. This is the house of play. This is the house of recreation and, and play and love. So this would say another part of my life that gets reenacted or activated now is my my capacity and need to love and be loved. So that's something also you should be on the lookout for in this period. Um, and it could well, very well show itself very soon, if not already, okay? So I could be finding a partner very soon. Well, you could be finding, the, you could be finding an, a, an affection between two people that could lead to something. Um, in the months yeah. after that, but first, first comes that experience of love of someone who sees me as I am, and and loves me for who I am, and I do too, and that's the beginning and basis of a true relationship is that someone sees me truly, um, and then we're then we're off, <laughs> then we're off uh, to experience true love. Okay. Okay. Super. Okay. Hey, well, thanks a lot. well, good for calling. Thank you for calling in, Nathaniel, and I hope to talk to you again, okay? Hey, you're the best. Okay, thanks. You're the best, okay, thanks. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, another caller who's been holding here. Um, I think you're, you must be it. Let me try you. Who's this? This is Bill. Hello? Yes, hi. This is Camille. Camille. Hi. Have you called yes. in before, Camille? Hi. Hi. Never. Never. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, are you going to, are you talking about yourself or about other things today? <laughs> oh, myself, of course. Okay. It's I'm used to that. It's okay. Uh, no apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your birth yeah. date, Camille? July 13th, 1976. Okay. Los Angeles, California, 6:18 mm -hmm. p.m. Okay. And Right. Okay. So, any of you had your chart done before? Yes, I have. Okay. I'm so, familiar with my okay. chart. So you know, you're, you know, you're a Cancer, but you're a very unusual Cancer because your Moon, your ruler, is an Aquarius. <laughs> so. Yes. So, so you're complex, Camille. Yeah. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, what can I do for you today? <laughs> I'm just curious about what is opening up for me financially with um, this upcoming, you know. Okay, okay. Like upcoming financial, yeah. Okay. Well, again, you, you with that moon in your second house, that the, the, me, the message of your chart throughout your life is to stay open to developing your talents and abilities and evolving them throughout your life, that you realize that there's a lot to, lot to be developed there and not to you know, stay with one thing or only stick with one thing, but keep it evolving is critical to your own well-being. You 
also have your moon going through Virgo now. Your progressed moon has been there for over a year. It's got another over a year to go. And so I would say to anybody with a moon in Virgo, as I did with Nathaniel just before, this is fundamentally a time of healing for you. However, it's also then a time of attunement and training and realignment in terms of how you work, where you work, what your techniques of work and your methods are. You're evolving them. You're changing them. You're growing them at this time. Um, so your lifestyle could be changing as well as your work style. Um, so that's something to be looking for. But what's the biggest news of your chart, of course, as you may know, is that your Sagittarius rising, Jupiter, the biggest planet, rules that sign. And Jupiter has been moving through Sagittarius this year. And just recently, Jupiter has now entered into your first house, which means this yeah. last year, Camille, up until days ago, I, I'm going to tell you exactly when. I've got to let the computer do the work for me and tell me when. Um, up until November 16th, <laughs> eight days ago, you were going through a period of inner growth and, and closing out the past and tying up the loose ends and finishing up an old cycle of growth. But it feels at times when we're doing that, that the wind's in our face. We're not making outward forward progress because we're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be growing inwardly oh. and starting on November the okay. 6th, starting on November the 16th or thereabouts, the wind for you has reversed and now it's pushing you up and out into the world once again. Now, whereas before you might have proposed something, gone for an interview, gone for a meeting, tried to get a deal to happen and it just didn't seem to take. Now you go out there and try to do those things and people say, yes, let's do that. It's all different now. The Jupiter's in your corner. Now, of course, it's just timing. It's just your time. This is the time you've done the inner work, the inner growth, let go of the past, made your peace with the past. Now you can go forward. But believe me, you're going to see a totally different experience now. Okay? Good. The universe is behind you. Very good. The universe is behind you, not seemingly leaning on you and against you. <laughs> okay? It's what it, good, that's, yeah. That's what it would have felt like. Wow. It would have felt like, why can't I get going? Because it's not a time for going. Yeah. It was a time for going in, not out. Now you can go out and things will, things will more or less break your way. Not everything. Nothing is oh, everything. Good. But count on it now. You'll be more confident. You'll be more self-assured. You'll be more able to sell it now that's the point whereas before it wouldn't have rung true okay oh wow that makes so much sense of that course makes so much sense no no you believe me and okay. that and that and that venus jupiter conjunction that just happened today that was on your ascendant basically it's basically you've got this blessing today it's like oh my goodness I feel so good about me. Don't, go, don't let it go to your head, but still. Right. So still, you're going to wow. radiate a different energy now, and people are going to be drawn okay. to that. Basically, people are drawn to people who are expanding and getting growing, and that's the energy you carry now. Okay. So you're going to get a lot of yeses now, so just go with that. Good. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. that is that is very positive. Okay. Thank you so much you're, for helping me with this. You're very welcome. It's well, it's it's, it's just timing. It's yeah. your time now. Okay. 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 Good. Excellent. Okay. Oh, well, we'll talk to you again. Okay. Okay. Cool. Bye, bye. Thank you so much. You're okay. welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Who have I not called on here? It's um, I should keep a better list here. Um, I think. This person's next, and hopefully it's not somebody I already... Hi! Hi, who's this? <laughs> no, you haven't called on me. Oh, good. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad I got you. <laughs> Who's <is> this? <laughs> yes, I didn't think I was going to get... Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sure, sure. Who's this? This is Lisa. Okay, Lisa. Have you called before? No. Okay. Well, are you calling about yourself? Um, yeah, well, well, um, can I ask you about relationships? <laughs> sure. Well, let's, let, let's get your chart first. We only got so much time. It's going to, the show is going to run out, but I probably can keep on with you. So I'll finish you. Okay. Um, so don't worry about that. Oh, when the show you. ends, I can still talk. So what's your birth date, Lisa? Nine twenty. 
Uh, 52. 9-20-52. Okay, and the time of birth for you? Uh, 8.40 a.m. Okay, and where were you born? 90 seconds. Los Angeles County in... Um, California. Glendale. Oh, Glendale. In Glendale. Okay. All right. Um, okay, I've got your chart and the Glendale in Los Angeles. Got it. Good, because I know there's one more than one Glendale. Okay, so you are, if you know your chart, 920, you said 92052? Uh, 60 seconds. Yeah. 92052, 8.40 a.m. in Glendale. Okay. So you know you're a Virgo with a Libra moon and Libra rising, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I don't memorize it. I oh, don't that's memorize okay. it. I should. Okay, well, if, 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 you, if that's your birth date, if, those are, if I got it right, that you're September 20th, 52, and 8.40 a.m., Glendale, California, that's your chart. So what can I do for you in relationships? Well, do you see the relationship I'm in ending right now? Well, I do see right now that the planet Uranus, which is the awakener, the planet that stirs things up and shakes things up for all of us, is moving through your house of relationship now. That, by definition, wouldn't, seconds. wouldn't end a relationship as much as it would end a relationship's nature in the sense that if I'm able to be myself in that relationship and you're being yourself, in other words, we're being free to be ourselves, it could continue. But if I'm in a relationship where I can't be me or you're not being you, it's got to end um, because we're not free to be ourselves in this situation. That would be one of the things driving the story right now for you in any relationship, whatever it may be. In particular, though, let me just see what your um, transits are and progressions are by doing letting this thing run and show me. Um, there was a real change of energy for you in July in that your progressed moon went from Pisces where you're more sort of the boundaries are not clear and you just let things happen. It's kind of mystical and magical, but also confusing. And starting in mid-July, your moon went into Aries, your progressed moon. And you would have become at that moment or soon thereafter much more positively self-assertive. And in regard to relationships, that mean if if this is doing well, I'm going to continue with it. But if it's not, we've got to do something. Um, and so you'd be a new kind of energy would have come in through you saying I've got to be positively self-assertive. Meanwhile, all this year, you've also had the planet Pluto going over your Venus. That's a deeper question. Venus is about value, beauty, love. Pluto's about control. And so this is a time where in a relationship, as long as we're respecting each other's boundaries and helping each other exercise more control over ourselves, it'd be fine. But if I'm involved in a controlling situation, someone's trying to control me, or I'm stepping across the line and trying to overly shape or control them, this would be the struggle in the relationship right now. Um, and it would be solved by stopping that, either party or both. Um, but if it wasn't to do so, it could be quite a dramatic blow up um, and struggle in a relationship taking place right now. It would be the death of a relationship right now from that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm the type though that doesn't let things ride. You know, if it's not like a mutual respectful, mm-hmm. you know, if there's any lying or cheating going on, that kind of thing, I don't tolerate it. Well, and, good. No. I don't know. You know, I was just wondering what, <laughs> well, th- I'm this, just wondering what the heck was going on right now. Well, right now Pluto, Pluto's it, it Pluto deal, stirs things up from a very deep level, and it's about it's about forging a deeper union and can we go to that next level? But we can't force it. We have to agree to agree and each give up what we need to give up to reach a higher level of union with each other. But if either party is afraid of that or is a, is not capable of that. That's what would make a relationship sort of founder right now, because Pluto's driving the story now. You want that next level of passion and intensity and depth in a relationship. And maybe that there's nothing wrong with the relationship, but they just can't get to that level with this person. So it could seem like they're not committed or available. 
maybe they're just scared and they don't want to go that next level themselves. Maybe they, like you say, they're not focused on one relationship and therefore it's not going to happen no matter what. It doesn't say for sure, um, but it definitely says you, yourself, um, don't want anything but this deeper, deeper experience right now. Or just values, the same values. You know, I'm being told mm -hmm. everything I want to hear, but I'm not so sure. Um, I don't know. You know, there's some uh, past patterns here that seem to be creeping up. Uh, there's a um, a verbal pattern mm -hmm. that's used when there's some lying and cheating going on. And that's what, you know, I'm hearing nowadays. And I'm like, what? What's going on here? Well, you know, again, being told. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Th that, that, I mean, that can be Pluto because it's, it's deep and psychological and things often are bubbling up that that other or this in, the, in this experience can't be hidden anymore. It reveals it. It shows that deeper layer of motivation or compulsion or habit patterns that have not been resolved or worked out. And people can be very adept at covering up but they they always reveal some sort of tells like you say verbal tics you know drop sentences choice of words that say wait yeah. that doesn't add up that doesn't yeah. make sense and you have to yeah. you have yeah. to you know listen to that you have to try to see between read between the lines and figure what's going on you should be pretty good at reading other people given your moons in the 12th house um, that makes you very yeah. adept at reading other people's feelings and their senses and sensibilities. What's difficult for you sometimes when that moon's in the 12th house is getting your own needs met. And that would be something that's happened to you in your life. And it's because other people have a harder time reading you. Truly. So you're good at reading other people like they're an open book, but you're not an open book to other people. Though you, you, not that you're hiding, they just don't see you as having the needs that you do have is your challenge yeah. um, in life. And so you've got to, yeah. you've got to help them yeah. connect to, you know, I like it when you do this and I don't like it when you do that. And you go, oh, because they had no idea. So you have to sort of clue them in more. You're totally clued in. That's not the problem. They're not. Because yeah. you've got a, you've got, it's like a one-way mirror. <laughs> you've got a one-way mirror up. It's because it's confusing to you since I can read them so well. How come they can't read me equally well? It's because that's your special, <laughs> your special gift is to be able to read, but it makes you harder to read by others. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes these relationship baloney things are so not worth it. Well, no, I mean, when it works, it works. And if it's not working, we, can and shouldn't force it so i would take it as you're finding yeah. it is that there's something not quite right here and whether they can work on that with me and that'd be great but i'm not going to be doing work here well you know um but you'll see anyways the show's over thank you so <laughs> but, much but i held thank on here you. for you thank so. you for spending time no 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 thank it's my, you. my I pleasure feel, what a gift oh, you know, thank, thank you, you. I, well i love what i do so this is this is my gift my, my thanks to you all for letting me do what I do and I'll keep doing it. So thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thank Lisa, you. we'll call in again. Okay. okay. All right. Best to you oh, all. Thank you, thank you. And, and to everyone listening, thank have a very happy Thanksgiving with friends and family. I wish you all the best and I'll be talking to you all again soon. Bye for now.